0: This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! guys, thanks for joining us on this bonus episode of NERD, where we're talking about the coronavirus. We're joined today by marine scientist, Nicole Lass.
1: Hi, my name is Nicole. I I was originally born in San Marcos, Texas. I've, I've been a resident of Texas all my life. And in 2008, I moved to the Rio Grande Valley, where I was able to begin and further my education at 29 years old. I received my associates in biology uh, from a small college here in South Texas. I then transferred after having my daughter and taking a little bit of time off to the university uh, where I received my bachelor's in biology and a minor in geology. And I am currently completing the master's program and will receive my degree in ocean coastal and earth sciences, my specialty is marine science. I've always been very passionate about the ocean. Uh, In particular, my research that I conducted was a one-year study of the lower Laguna Madre and the areas in which seagrass is missing. And I'm just completing my thesis. Currently, I have about 40 hours in the master's program. I teach biology, geology, and marine sciences, which are my passion. So that's that's where I come from, and that's where I'm at right now. Super
0: impressive. That's awesome. I love the ocean. I know nothing about it. But what I do know is that it's too dirty right now, and people need to chill out. (laughs) So I see you posting a lot on social media about the coronavirus. So can you tell us a little bit about what you learned through your research and how your profession kind of connects to... To this virus,
1: uh, well, my particular research it does not uh, entail anything with viruses, but I've always been um, oh, what is that? There's a Stephen King movie, and it's a two part episode. I saw it when I was very young, and ever since then, I've been very interested in the spread of disease and viruses. Um, I would say my my background of loving to be outdoors and studying geology and earth processes have helped helped me be a little bit, I guess you could say, of a prepper. Right. <laughs> so you know, those things have always interested me. I, when I was getting my associate's degree, had the opportunity to go through what's called a CERT program, C E R T, Community Emergency Response Team, and these teams, this Original program I believe was started back in East LA during the riots by the fire department there, um, and it has since spread uh, throughout the United States. So you should check with your local city to see if they have one. And it's a six-week preparation course in which you learn uh, how to respond to emergencies. Um, viruses is one of the things that were covered uh, in biology as a in my undergrad. As an undergrad in biology, you get to or you're required to uh, take an array of courses, I guess you could say, and some of them include cell biology, microbiology, which is where you get to learn about uh, viruses and diseases and the microscopic organisms that affect us all, uh, but that we can't see. And so that's where I kind of became interested in this. Um, also while I was getting that degree, I, I had to write my first 10 page paper while I was getting my associates and I decided to cover the Black Plague. And during that time, I did some extensive research, um, about, uh, the spread of the Black Plague, how it happened and learned all about, uh, not all about, you know, I'm, I'm not, I will say I'm no like complete expert. This isn't my line of study that interests me and that I have looked into for at least the last 10 years.
0: So when it comes to the coronavirus, what did you, when did you first hear about it?
1: Well, coronaviruses have been around for, oh, I, you know, I don't know when the first one came out, but I want to say it's been quite a while. So I'm, most people have heard of MERS and SARS, which... Yeah. Didn't become really, um, you know, pretty much stayed where it was. Well, those are types of coronaviruses. So, let's just start from the beginning. So, corona means crown. Right. So, coronavirus. If you look at the look at it under a microscope, it has the shape of a crown, and there are tons of them. Okay, um, they're found in animals, uh, but sometimes they get freaky. And they jump to humans. And so there are, I know of four uh, coronaviruses that have jumped to humans. The two off the top of my head are the MERS and SARS. Those were the most recent ones that most people are familiar with. Um, But viruses, uh, there's this professor uh, at our university. He likes to call them angry rocks. Because they're not really a living thing. And they're not dead. They're just angry rocks. And so, um, this, you know, I had somebody ask me, maybe it's not new. And maybe it's not, but this is the first time it's ever been discovered in humans and it seems to be spreading rapidly. So I think that saying maybe it's not new is unjustified because mm-hmm. if it wasn't new, then I think we would have seen, uh, this issue, uh, before.
0: So, how much does this scare you? Because for me, like I was already ready to go buy masks and hoard medications and I don't want to take the kids out. I didn't even go to your birthday party because I was like, fuck that. There's going to be too many people there. And it's just what
1: I'll tell you what's okay. So I always have the saying, get prepared, not scared. Um, but I kept my kids home on Friday. I'm a little scared because I, unfortunately, our current administration and possibly previous administrations, they don't care about the general public. They care about their pocketbooks. And that's a very, it's very obvious when you look at the news right now and all you hear about are the freaking stock markets. The majority of us, we don't give a shit about the stock markets. We don't invest in stock, you know, so that's, that's for people that have money, you know, and they're probably already well prepared. Um, I wasn't in too, you know, too concerned until I found out that uh, the county was going around and buying up all the masks. Uh, so that kind of freaked me out. Um, and then I we know a lot of people and although it hasn't been announced yet, I mean, the CDC has a gag now, you know, the, president said, you know, or, you know, vice president has told them that they can't uh, disclose information without it going through him first, which is, it kind of reminds me of China. I, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos uh, of what's going, what's really going on in China right now, but I have, and they get removed very quickly. So you have to like be constantly searching for them, but they're downplaying the situation and they're hiding A lot of information is being hidden from us and not given to us because they don't, nobody wants mayhem and chaos. And I think Mm. that's what actually scares me more than the disease itself because, or it's not a disease, it's a virus. The, The virus is an upper respiratory illness, one in which you can get prepared for simply by buying some over the counter mucus relief. Um, I even got uh, for $15 a little Vicks vaporizer thing with the medicine, Um, you know. So there are things that you can do to relieve yourself from the upper respiratory illness. But when you have that many people infected, so let's say at one point it was up to 12,000 people in serious critical condition. And and even the numbers, you know, we're seeing these numbers. Those numbers are wrong. There's absolutely no way that they can keep up with the amount of people that are infected or how many, probably not even how many people are dying.
0: That and, brings up a good point because especially here in the United States, I saw something about people, I mean, just the healthcare here in general is... Um, an atrocity. And if someone gets sick, they probably won't even go to the doctor because they don't have insurance. And I saw something about the test for coronavirus is like upwards of $3,000. So if someone gets sick, they they might not even know they have it and they're going to go out into the wild and spread it.
1: Your chances of getting it are are high. Like, I mean, I would just prepare to get it. That's why I said, get your medicine, get your little vaporizer, get some Vic. But when you have that many people in critical condition, there is no way the medical staff and nurses are going to be able to tend to everybody. And so I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if there are people dying right now just because they don't have adequate health care uh, And now it's just an overwhelmed system where they can't get seen. You might also have people that can't afford medicine and they just can't get the help that they need. Um, So I think that's why it's important to prepare. But unfortunately, there is not enough. There are not enough supplies for this. Type of situation. And so what I'm more scared of is the chaos and the aftermath that will happen because of our lack of preparedness. Um, You're already seeing um, until, you know, they decide to hide this stuff from us too. But uh, if it's still up, you can see that riots are breaking out in some of these countries where it's, you know, there was a bus of refugees brought into one country yesterday and the community they are ganged up on the bus and started throwing rocks at them and you know people don't want them here but i mean what do we do with them <laughs> and so like i said it's like almost inevitable that you're going to get it and it's really sad because people the, the number one people that are dying from this according to the numbers right now are cardiovascular people with cardiovascular problems and number 2 is diabetes and for some reason men Outweigh the women if those numbers are even correct. Uh, I'm thinking it's because, you know, women in general usually take care of things and themselves better than men do. Not to be like sexist here, but. Right. No, but. <laughs> the way it is. It's true.
0: <laughs> Women's, women usually, you know, take their vitamin in the morning more so than men do, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, people that are. You know, it is, you know, the majority of people that are dying are 80 years and older with underlying health conditions. And I mean, when you got someone that's 60 or 70 years old, has diabetes and heart problems, and now they get this, uh, you know, upper respiratory illness, it's, there's no going back for them. Uh, in fact, I think I read an article in China where they said they weren't even going to admit uh, patients over 70 anymore. They're just going to let them die because wow. can't handle the amount of people. and you know, that's one of the things that I learned in CERT training. You know, when you're in that position, you have to unfortunately make a decision whose life is worth saving. And unfortunately, there's an answer to that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, but I mean, I know a lot of older people, we live in an area where there's a lot of white winter Texans, right? I'm sorry yes. for the word white, if you want to
0: cut that out. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> no uh, they are white as hell
1: i'm white as hell too it's okay
0: i'm half uh, white as hell
1: <laughs> So, but i mean you know and a lot of them i'm friends with a lot of people that are older and those were the first people i started contacting when i found out there was a patient in the mission hospital um they're still saying that no you know and i have a friend that has a nurse that worked there and she said the doctors have to disclose that information to the nurses i said no no they don't uh and right now the cdc has a gap so you know I was like well this is mission though the word's gonna get out
0: yeah because that's still like um uh, what is it because a HIPAA violation right because if a patient has a diagnosis all they can do is like post it on the door like the precautions that someone needs to take they don't necessarily have to tell them why they have to take those precautions right
1: It, it probably is a HIPAA violation and but around the same time that I got the notification that there was someone at our hospital here in the valley with it and I've been told that there's an update that they had traveled to san antonio recently it and that the this, uh the same day a friend went up there and said that all the nurses were wearing masks so oh
0: my god I'm like,
1: well, you know and it is a little theory conspiracy maybe you know but uh my my thing is just it's better to be prepared and better to be safe than sorry
0: well what about that chinese doctor that the one that was that discovered that this person had corona, right? Is that well
1: he uh from my understanding, so he was the in charge of the hospital in Wuhan and he also worked at the Wuhan Laboratory where they uh ironically test coronaviruses. Wow. <laughs> and um he did he, you know, in China think I've never been to China, but I read a lot about China. I've studied it just a little bit and in China, you're not allowed to speak out about stuff like that. They like you to be calm and secure, and they like everybody to be happy and for things to run smoothly. And so the government is very controlling about what you can say and what you can do. And I never really believed it until I experienced it myself when Trump came down here and we went, I went to the protest. Uh, there were thousands of people there protesting that have, you know, maybe only 100 people not. And, uh, we had our chance and we're booing and they blocked all that out. I I mean, my husband does stuff like that, but I was like, wow, that's impressive. So, I mean, they can, you know, control what you see and hear. And so this particular man, gentleman, he decided to let people know that, you know, Hey, this shit's about to go down and they had him arrested. <laughs> and then a month later they were like, Here, go be back in charge of the hospital and deal with this crap. And now he's dead. And before he died, he said, It's not over yet. This is not the end. Things are gonna get worse. Something like that.
0: Do you think he died of coronavirus truly, or do you feel like because he was a threat to, you know, the security of of China that they just did away with him?
1: Oh, no, I don't think that. I I, I mean I think right now the Chinese government is too overwhelmed to be to be knocking people out like that. And he was obviously an asset. I mean, if he worked at the coronavirus laboratory, um, he would have been an asset to helping and resolving the issue. So I I wouldn't think that they would want to take him out.
0: (laughs) Well, that and your answer kind of scares me because he was a young doctor. And from what what I'm saying, he didn't really have any underlying conditions, like heart problems, diabetes, and it to come out. Do you think it's because he just was constantly exposed to it? Or, or like he didn't time to didn't have time to rest, maybe? Or? Um...
1: It could be all of those things. Unfortunately, I mean, you know, just a combination of everything. And I mean, he you know, sometimes doctors and nurses, I would imagine in those types of situations, they might be popping an adrenaline and things like that just to keep going because they are so overwhelmed. I mean, even just in a general setting, doctors and nurses don't get that much sleep to begin with. And from my friends that I have that do work in those systems, I do know, you know, that they do things to make, to ensure that they're awake and alert just in a general setting. So I can't imagine what it would be like in this overwhelming system.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've run into um, like walking around the hospitals and stuff. They the doctors just jumping out of bed and going to the room. like
1: Yeah. They sleep there.
0: Yeah. They pretty much live at the hospital.
1: I can imagine my last semester of my coursework for the master's program, I was only getting about 20 hours of sleep per week. And uh, I used to drink coffee and energy drinks, but that semester I just went and bought a bottle of caffeine pills and I was, uh, I very likely could have OD'd on caffeine, but I did not. I'm still here. Um, But yeah, you know, you just get through it one day at a time (laughs) and you, you learn how to take power naps. Like I never knew how to take power naps until then. And now, well, and also with my apartment issues, right? I'm able to, you know, sleep for fall asleep, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour. And that's what a lot of doctors and nurses do too when they're, you know, in those types of situations.
0: I used to not nap at all. Like I just couldn't. And I didn't want to, honestly. Falling asleep makes me feel vulnerable. But now that I've had children, I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I need at least 20 minutes
1: See, I don't like to sleep because I feel like it's a waste of my time.
0: (laughs) Coronavirus versus the flu. The stats show that the flu has killed way more people than uh, what they say corona has killed.
1: Because, so the CDC and the WHO has already issued a report showing that this is more deadly. This is a new virus. It just started in December, or that's when it was first discovered, so to make a statement that the flu is way deadlier, to me, is a complete asshat statement, I guess you could say. Because, okay. hello, the flu has been around a lot longer. Uh, and this thing, I mean, we, they, you know, the people that are studying this virus, still we still don't know how long it can last on surfaces. Some coronaviruses can last up to nine days. We obviously don't know the quarantine period. I mean, they say from two to 14 days on the CDC website, but we don't know that because people are being released at 14 days and then getting it later. So I don't understand how they're, they're you know, they're making these claims that, okay, well, this is the incubation period, but yet we don't know. Uh, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, you, you can't just hold people forever, especially when it's affecting so many people, where are you going to put them? Um, and so, the fact that it can i mean I don't know if you've seen the video, but they are they're quarantining their money in China what <laughs> you haven't seen that yes, they are uh okay, so some of the videos that I've seen, i don't know if they're still up or not, but they are quarantining their money they're spraying it with uh with uh i don't know what it is, probably some kind of combination of bleach and you know to kill viruses and bacteria. Yeah. And that's the thing is, actually, I just want to mention this really quick. Viruses and bacteria are different. And uh, a lot of people will turn to antibiotics for many reasons. But what they don't understand is that antibiotics kill bacterial infections, they don't help with viruses. Yeah. So it's not, you know, we got to get away from taking all these antibiotics, especially here by the border. I've never seen so many people taking freaking antibiotics. Stop taking the freaking antibiotics. Oh and yeah, doctors need to stop prescribing them. So, but back to the video. So they're quarantining their money. They're they're spraying it with uh, whatever they're spraying it with, and then putting it in a room for 14 days. Um, they're also, I don't know if you've seen the videos uh, in two separate countries now, because uh, they have a, uh, what is that? Like the bedtime where everybody has to be in bed by 10. Uh, uh, curfew. curfew. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's funny how sometimes little words like that just escape me. Oh, <laughs> same
0: here. I'm so tired. I don't, I'm not convinced I know English anymore.
1: <laughs> so they have a curfews and when they go in, they're spraying the entire city with this stuff and in one video i saw over a hundred animals within a within a you know 25 mile radius or something died because of the stuff they're spraying like all the birds all the animals
0: oh my god like
1: really were are our human lives really worth it i don't know i mean what are we gonna have left after this if they're killing everything i mean we're already killing things and now we're making it work <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like the virus version of what i can't even remember the villain's name in infinity war the purple guy who snaps half of the population into oblivion
1: oh shoot i haven't seen that
0: <laughs> yeah he just like snaps his fingers and then half of of everyone in the world is just gone oh wow
1: yeah well- what I've been watching lately repeatedly is Outbreak. <laughs> Have you ever seen that?
0: No. Is it on Netflix or?
1: Well, as soon as the virus went rampage in China, because I had watched, um, what did I watch? The other one, Contagion. I had just watched it like a week before and I had seen Outbreak on there and I went to go watch it and now they're charging for it. You know, I mean, what better time to make money off of people getting it? <laughs> um so,
0: yeah
1: um yeah I think it I think it was like four ninety nine, which is crazy you know I went and bought the double th- those are two of my favorite movies Contagion and Outbreak and then I can't for the life of me remember that two-part movie by Stephen King is uh, the called, stand yeah the stand it's part one and part two uh part two I didn't really care for because that's where he gets into his weird Stephen King stuff and it gets more uh about like God and the devil, you know, it becomes kind of a religious film in part two. Um, but the first part is highly interesting. In um, the stand, uh, the part, part one, like it's seriously deadly. I mean, like the black Plague, and, and this, unfortunately, we just don't know because the governments worldwide are not sharing the information with us because if, if they do and people panic and get scared, they don't think rationally and they begin doing irrational things. And then our, you know, police get overwhelmed and our fire departments get overwhelmed. And, you know, so I, I I, like I said, that's that's what I'm mostly scared of is the people who are blowing it off and listening to our president like it's no big deal. And then when they no. get sick, they're going to freak the fuck out.
0: His and, uh, supporters are already <laughs> calling it like they're saying that it's a leftist hoax, and that's dangerous in itself.
1: I'm like, don't you have some eyes in your head? I don't know. <laughs> you can't see what's going on in these countries, or maybe it's because they don't want to see. And you know, I have learned uh, throughout the last couple years in studying uh, mic- mites and microscopic things. Uh, that ignorance really is bliss. I wish that I didn't know some of the things that I know. My last, the last semester of my master's program, I study earth sciences. I deal with water quality. You know, we're in Texas. We, we have a huge water deficit anyway. I cried almost every day and you know, sometimes it is just, you know, nice not knowing.
0: No, it's true. Problem. And the, that's a lot of the reason why I started this podcast, um, So it's nerd, but it's spelled with a U. So the U stands for like unsettling because I'm trying to pick topics that like that give me major anxiety because I feel like the more I talk about it with someone, the the less power it has over my mental health. And it's good to get educated on these things because then you're not just having panic over, you know, whatever your mind thinks the situation is when it could be something totally different.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's all these people that are blowing it off and not preparing that are going to be huge problems when, when things, when shit hits the fan. And I mean, we're already see, it's it's already out of control in the United States. If people can't see that, I don't know what to say. I mean, we have every day that we got patient, Oregon, Washington, New York, Tennessee, uh, Florida, California, Utah, uh, Iowa, like, you know, it's here. And it's, there's no stopping it now. It's going to happen. And people should just prepare now so that they don't be one of those people that's going to cause problems for our police and fire departments and hospitals when it gets here. You know, if you know what to do, you, get, you know, I know if, if I get sick, I don't have health care. My kids don't have health care because of the way the system works, I make 10,000 a year, but they have me at 30. They should be getting chips, but they're not because the yeah. way our stupid healthcare system works. And yeah. So I mean, but I already, you know, so look up respiratory, how to treat respiratory infections, right? So look it up, be prepared to treat yourself at home. Um, Because the last place you want to do the last thing you want to do is go sit in a doctor's office or a hospital and infect everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, hand washing, I know, it, you know, I kind of laughed when the CDC said that, but I started really thinking about it and we don't know, uh, you know, I had a student, you know, so I've been teaching at the university for uh, almost a decade now and I had a student in the biology lab and he sneezed and blew his nose. And then he went to go sit down and I said, uh, what do you think you're doing? He goes, I'm going to sit down. I said, no, you're not. You're going to go wash your hands with soap and water. Aren't you going to med school, man? well, even if you don't make it there, (laughs) don't you know what's going on in the world? Um, And then uh, think about, you know, for everybody that has a child or a niece or nephew or works at the school, what do they do? They ask you for freaking hand sanitizer. Scientists, we use it every once in a while, but we hate it because it kills good bacteria as well as the bad. And it is a sorry excuse for decontaminating yourself. Soap and water are the best way to go. And we have lost that practice just in general in society. Um, You know, every year when my kids go to school and they say they need two bottles of hand sanitizer, I send her with two bars of soap and a letter explaining why hand sanitizer is bad. Uh, It it actually helps promote super viruses.
0: (laughs) It's true. And And I didn't know all this until I met my husband. Because when we started living together, um, we were shopping for soap. And he's like, don't get the antibacterial soap. He's like, just get regular soap. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. Because although there are, like I said, bad bacteria, there's also good bacteria that we need that helps our systems function. And The
0: same reason we shouldn't use antibiotics, am I right? Because, I mean, some people are getting yeast infections. They're getting... All kinds of different infections because their body is like, well, the antibiotic is also killing that good bacteria that's in yep. their body.
1: Yep. And then, not to mention, most of the foods that we eat are also pumped with antibiotics, right? Uh, you know, pork, uh, cow meat, you know, beef, I guess you call cow meat, beef. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess we call it beef so that we don't have to say the word cow. Uh, I know, because that that
0: makes it sound nastier.
1: (laughs) The cow meat, um, you know, just all of these highly uh, chickens, right? Your eggs, um, all of those things, they're pumped full of antibiotics because those animals can spread disease. Um, And that's also contributing to our antibacterial resistance buildup.
0: Well, I stopped having dairy and meat. I did it briefly before I was pregnant, but then when I got pregnant, I got gestational diabetes and there's nothing easier protein wise (laughs) to eat than a piece of chicken or a string cheese. You know, like when, when you're a diabetic in a pinch and there's no carbs in it. Right. But after I had the baby, Um, the diabetes went away. I stopped having, I'm on a vegan diet now, but it, it amazes me. And this is probably, I should probably save this topic for a different episode, but I'll just throw it out there. It amazes me how much more expensive it is to be on a vegan diet than it is to eat trash.
1: It it really is. (laughs) And it's
0: just like basically fucking vegetables.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I love meat. (laughs) I've tried to do that but I don't have that much self control. I I'm not huge on red meat uh just simply because it's so expensive. Like you know I would probably eat a steak every night if I could afford it but again it's better off that way because those things do lead to cardiovascular disease whether people believe it or not. Uh that's why I don't um you know if you talk to any world biologist or anyone that studies anatomy, they'll tell you that new diet, the keto diet. I mean, I guess it's good for immediate weight loss. I've seen a lot of my friends on it that have really gotten into shape, but you've got to get off of it as soon as you're, you know, it shouldn't be some type of lifestyle change where you only eat meat, red meat, because it's really bad for you. And it should be more of like a treat. You know, I have a steak once a year you know, but chicken, I love chicken and they are just, uh, 10 years ago, the chicken, the texture of chicken was different. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but it just freaks me out how (laughs) chickens have changed in their texture. Uh, you're seeing, I see a lot more fat and it just feels chewy. Sometimes the meat, it's, it's weird. Well, I heard that
0: when, when the chicken is like that they they use a glue that fatty stuff we're talking about is a glue to bind different pieces of chicken together <laughs> to make one whole piece of chicken i will find the article and i will post it on the nerd page somewhere but that's what it is edible glue it's disgusting
1: there's some things that i just didn't need to know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry but that shit is nasty oh
1: man okay
0: back back to the antibiotics and stuff. Yeah. So for, for sure in the Valley, that shit needs to stop. Cause I went to the doctor uh, and I said, test me for strep because I'm, I'm susceptible because I have large tonsils and food gets lodged in there and whatever. So I said, please check me for strep. My throat hurts. And they're like, here, start taking the Z pack or start taking the, these antibiotics uh, just in case you have it. And I said, well, can't you just give me the results first and they don't want to they're like just take it and and it's just so easy for them to to prescribe stuff and i mean i get that if you have strep you want to take care of it you know as fast as possible but when the test takes like one day to get back sometimes it's a few minutes like just just chill out for a second and and get the results first in my opinion
1: Exactly. And not just that, but you don't need antibiotics to recover from strep throat. It takes your body about five to seven days. And that's another thing is that people have, people have to get away from just wanting to feel good all the time. Your body needs to get sick so that it can build up those antibodies. And so when we interrupt our body's process by taking antibiotics so that we can get back to work in two days, we're We're deforming and retarding those processes. And so, I mean, even then, like people that get strep throat, don't take antibiotics. If it doesn't go away in seven days, then take your antibiotics, right? Or if the symptoms get worse. But generally speaking, within five to seven days, strep throat should go away if you're a normal, healthy person. Well, not even normal healthy. I mean, you can still have underlying issues and recover from strep throat. Your body is equipped to deal with it.
0: I got food poisoning like two weeks ago, and and Tom, Tom kept telling me take some anti-diarrhea medicine, and I was like, no. The reason why I have diarrhea is so my body can rid itself of that poison. Yeah. So, so I just had to deal with the diarrhea and the best defense for me at that time was to make sure that I stayed hydrated.
1: Yes. Yes. And I mean, if, if it's continuing for like three days, then you, you know, you might want to take some and maybe see a doctor because there might be something else going on there.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it did take three days, but after the three days it stopped.
1: Yeah there you go. Your body's like, Hey, I beat it. Yay.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, afterwards I felt like super powerful. I was like, (laughs) I I didn't have to take shit. Um,
1: yeah, I try not to take medicine. Uh, I took an allergy pill, uh, because some of the medicine, you know, a lot of the medicine that we do take, um, it like, for example, birth control, right. It's got, um, a hormone in it. Uh, what's the name of the hormone? Estrogen. Estrogen. Thank you. Uh, and it comes out in our urine. So when we go pee in the toilet, it gets into our water system. And we now have, uh, you know, we're having a lot of issues with the ocean and our fish populations. Oh, well, guess what? We're putting them on birth control. There was, a study oh
0: my God.
1: there was a study issued in Europe uh, and we have one of the highest areas here in the Valley of birth control issue, issuing birth control to women, <clears throat> which is, which is great. But again, it's putting our fish on birth control. So you've got fish that are being born with, you know, male and female parts, fish that are unable to reproduce. And so this is also devastating our um our fish supply.
0: Moral of the story, men should just get vasectomies.
1: Yeah. Just cut it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just cut it off. No, but seriously, and this could be a topic for a whole nother episode. So let's rein it back in. But oh, and then the the disposing of medication.
1: Yeah. I mean I've tried to go recycle it. I know in Austin I was able to take it to a place but in the valley oh. Recycling is still very new, and uh, I tried to take it to a couple of places. They were like, no, just dump it out. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, after all this conversation, I'm like, we deserve this.
1: <laughs> you know, in my first semester of my of the master's program, I wrote a, a paper. Uh, it was called oh, man, Homo Sapiens the invasive species. And in my closing argument, in my last sentence, I said, maybe we should consider doing what we do with all invasive species and eliminate them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I got a perfect score on it. It was my only paper in that class that I got 100
0: on. Nice.
1: And people were like, well, you know, my mom freaked out and some of, you know, my my close friends they were like, you need to be careful, you're gonna get on the FBI watch list or whatever. I was like, look, I don't wanna die and I don't want to kill people. Uh I just it you know, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, but if you really think about humans and the way we we can't help it. And like the way that we, we live right now, there's no going back unless some devastating uh, event happens that makes us go backwards in time. And that's the only way we're going to be able to change. I like my peach soda. I like my vodka. I like my cigarettes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like
1: my car, you know. So, and everybody does. And I don't wish harm on anyone, but if people just kind of look around and think about what the humans are, we're oversized mice. And we are just destroying everything that is in our path. We're, you know, making we're like pimples on the earth. It's um, I mean, and we have to stop thinking of ourselves as some superior being. I think that, you know, when we say, oh, well, the, the coronavirus is now infecting animals uh, and humans, we are animals. We are animals, no matter how you want to look at it.
0: You know, I think about this every time I pump breast milk out of my breasts. <laughs> like, it's it's so odd to me and so amazing that I'm I'm just a mammal. I'm just some sort of animal sitting in a chair, pumping milk out of my body to sustain another person's life. And it just trips me out.
1: yeah that's why I decided to become uh, a biologist that's why I wanted to go into biology so that I could have a better understanding of I think I think what really triggered it for me actually is a little off subject but we were at uh Ray one night and this girl you know she was real hot and sexy and she had her boobs all pushed up and and I I saw Ray like look at her you know and I got when we got home I was like so you like checking that girl out huh and he's like, "What girl?" <laughs> and uh, in biology, and that was one of the the first things that I started looking into. You know, why uh, one of the first kind of research topics was you know the difference between men and women's brains and men. You know, and it goes back to the whole thing where we're just animals, and men, whether they know it or not, there are certain things that they look at hips and boobs because the wider the hips that mean the wider your hips are, the Um, more likely you are to be able to carry a full-term pregnancy. And so it's not really their fault. They're just, they're just animals (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, are unconsciously thinking about reproduction, right? I mean, that's what animals do. We, We don't, you know, humans have the capability of maybe thinking differently than other animals, but in reality, it's not, right? I mean, what do we think about sex and food? <laughs> it's, yeah, you no, know, that's what all other animals do. They have sex and they hunt, right? I mean,
0: so for for this episode and for our audience out there, our next collection is on the future. So we're talking about Corona to kind of like this is kind of our immediate future here in the valley. Some places it's already happening, uh, but so I wanted to put this episode out there and. How to reveal what our next collection is about and that collection is going to start on April 1st and it's on the future. Now what you were saying about um how they can't help but look at the hips or the boobs or or whatever because we're animals Um, we're going to be doing an episode on climate change as well in, in the collection about the future. And, and this virus, I feel like, I feel the earth is trying to cleanse itself of all the things that are trying to destroy it. Kind of like the body, you get an upper respiratory infection and then your body goes into action to try to remove the threat. And I feel like the earth is, is doing the same and it's doing it with us because we're, we're the problem
1: we we are the virus to the earth yes i totally agree with you and a lot of people you know just like i said we forget sometimes that we are nothing more than a, just a basic animal uh the earth is also a living thing and so it would be totally correct to say yes eventually the earth is going to take care of itself uh, if we can't do it it's going to do it for us and that's a uh, if you would like to have me on the climate change I, I do ha- although I'm not a complete expert on that um, that is studying the ocean and environmental sciences is something that we look at quite a bit like um, ocean acidification it's caused by global warming uh, we don't call it global warming anymore because people like Trump can't figure out what it means. That's why we call it climate change now. Uh, because it is, and it, and it is a better description because you, the climate is changing. You're getting snow in the valley. And then in Alaska, kids can't, kids can't go to school here because it's snowing. And in Alaska, kids can't go to school because they're not getting their, their permanent ice layers and they can't get it, their dogs across the ice. There's, there, there is just something that I, I would like to mention so for people that are getting prepared because uh like I said it's it's gonna happen and it it's already here. Uh we don't have enough supplies for everybody and you should really start looking like I got some light bulbs the other day. Guess where they're made? China. So you know a lot of these things that are made in China we're gonna start to have shortages on. So I mean there's You know, look at the things that you buy. You know, you need batteries, you need light bulbs, um, bleach, soap, hand sanitizer would be okay in these situations. Um, Masks, from what I understand, the county went to all the stores in Hidalgo and bought up all the masks. So good luck finding one.
0: Why did they do that?
1: Uh, Well, that's what I told you. When I found that, right, when I found that out, I went to a mom and pop shop. Uh, to get mat. Well, I had gone to six stores and from Edinburgh McAllen to mission and nobody had any. And when the last store I went in, he had me call his brother um, and they didn't have any in stock. He was like, no, my brother has them. And so I called and and he didn't have them either. And the guy was like, well, yeah, the County came in today. and They took all of my math. They bought them all. And I was like, huh? Okay. And he didn't even know, like, I don't think that dude watches TV. Uh he oh, wow. and and he told me he goes he goes yeah my mom's in the ER in mission right now. Uh they said she has some kind of dragon virus. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And then I, you know, went to lunch with my husband. He was like, baby, that's the coronavirus. I was like, oh shit, oh my God, oh my god. You know, so <laughs> I went into full freak out mode and I actually I went shopping that day and I spent um minus my carton of cigarettes, maybe two hundred and fifty dollars on canned food, uh, toilet paper, butt wipes. Uh, Wipes are really great to have because you can use them for cleaning. Um, And I bought one thing of antibacterial uh, hand sanitizer. I got a huge package of bar soaps and uh, a lot of canned foods. If Shit does hit the fan and and you do have to bunker down for a month or two. Just keep in mind uh you want to have some dry foods like the little spaceman dry foods, you can get them at Walmart. Uh, but those things get boring after a while. So you also want to have things like nuts, beef jerky. Um, if you have meat in the freezer, and that's another thing. I don't I don't know. Do these places still have access to electricity and running water? Like, those are things we don't know. They're not sharing with us. And so, you know, if those things are going to go down, you want to have one gallon of water per person per day. You want to have, uh, I have some pills. You can, I got them at the um, sporting store to treat water. Um, You can also treat water with a little bit of bleach, uh, so those are things you should look into. Um, flashlights, candles. Um, I got two huge things of salt because you can dry out your meat and salt it. Uh, if things get really bad. Like that's a super bad situation, right? Hopefully yeah. they go there. Uh, but just, you know, basic general supplies just in case you, you know, because from what I understand, you know, we can't fit 20,000 people in the hospital admission. Uh, they're, going to make people quarantine themselves at home if this happens. And from what I understand, I don't know, a lot of the videos have been taken down, but things were aggressive if they're not still in China, where you see military and police uh, taking people down, uh, forcing them into quarantine in the hospitals, uh, in their homes, locking them in. Uh, I just, these are videos though that are up for a very short period of time, and then they get removed.
0: Yeah, so. I just want to touch on that secrecy for a bit. I was in a super super abusive relationship, so I I had a suicide attempt, and I was put into, and this is hard for me to admit, but I was put into the behavioral hospital in Edinburgh. What is it called? The South Texas Behavioral or whatever. Yeah. And uh, when I was there. There was two people in there. One of them said that he had posted, um, jokingly a death threat towards Donald Trump on Facebook because he was coming down for a rally or something. He was coming down to the valley. He said his phone immediately shut off and then secret service came to his door and they brought him into the behavioral hospital and he stayed there until the rally was over. And, and when his phone turned back on, it had been completely wiped out. Now, now I was like, "This is this is hard to believe." I'm in a psych hospital right now, and who knows what's happening in here? But then there was a second woman who posted on Facebook that she was going to grab Trump by the balls because he grabs girls by the pussy, and this was right before the rally in the Valley. Secret Service came to her door, and they put her in the psych hospital until the rally was over. And the the only reason why I find any credibility to this is because i walked in on the nurses talking about secret service like they came into the hospital and told the nurses that they couldn't say anything
1: wow uh yeah i've had some ever since i went to the trump protest i've had very strange things happen on my phone uh just recently while well, i was having an issue with this towing company they're based out of corpus they don't even bring money into the valley anyway they practice predatory towing and towed us three times second time they took out a permit third time they screwed up our transmission and knocked out a headlight Uh, they were waking us up in the middle of the night and shining lights in our windows like bright police lights and just being very aggressive and rude anyway uh yeah uh, i learned about castle laws and so uh we were sitting out on the front porch with a shotgun waiting for them And uh, I I did say some of this stuff on, like, I was ready to kill one of those motherfuckers. And I never in my life wanted to kill someone until these assholes came down to the valley. Anyway, uh, my phone started acting very strange. Um, One day I I have a little setup on my dashboard and I had it on YouTube and it immediately went to record. Like my camera came on and it started recording where I was driving. So I turned it off.
0: (laughs) Oh oh
1: I, I, it wouldn't surprise me I mean you know people in in law enforcement CIA FBI yeah they can I I know hackers too so I know what can be done yeah and, uh, it wouldn't surprise me
0: I have a piece of electrical tape over the webcam on my computer <laughs>
1: like oh hey I used to do that um I'm using a a university one right now though but on mine yes I always cover it
0: yeah um well, that's... because it's
1: not just them, but you never know who. Yeah, who...
0: no, you never know. <laughs> oh. Anyways, so I just wanted to tell that story because like we're in a time where you can't just blame paranoia like that on schizophrenia. Like shit has become real. They lowered the prices on Samsung appliances because they found that Samsung TVs were listening in on families in their living room. Like wow. we are, we are at a time where this is like, you can't blame it on the guy wearing tinfoil on his head anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I I agree with you. I agree that they're trying to downplay everything because they don't want mass chaos and this and that. So, you know, like you said, uh be prepared, not scared, go out and get what you can prepare as best you can like because I feel like everything happens for a reason reason or when it's supposed to or or what have you and you know I can do my my best to prepare for things like you know I don't have to die in a car accident I can drive the speed limit I can not drink while I'm driving you know there's a lot of things you can do to prevent death right um but if, if something still grips you, then it's just meant to happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's whether whether it was somebody's fault or not. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a, a theory that this coronavirus did come from that laboratory. And a lot of people are saying it did. Even I think it did. But that is not known. That is not known yet. Um, So we have yet, that has yet, it has yet to be determined exactly where this virus came from. Not that it completely matters uh, because we do have the genetic sequence of this virus and hopefully we'll get a vaccine soon. But even then,
0: it'll uh, take a year.
1: Well, they're trying to speed up the process. They're going to cut off all the FDA tape, red tape. But I mean, and and you have multiple states, multiple countries working on it. But even then, there's only so much of the vaccine you can make. Not everybody's going to be able to get it. And who do you think they're going to give it to first? The people on Wall Street, you know, so yeah. uh, So, I mean, you know, if you're low income and you don't have health care, you need to go out and buy some toilet paper, some mucus reliever, antibacterial, hand sanitizer, and some
0: soap. Those are the times that are appropriate, people, (laughs) to use hand sanitizer and antibacterial soap. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, thanks for for joining me today and talking about this uh, virus
1: Thank you for having me. It's
0: a little less scary for me now, but because I kind of made my peace with it. But people should still be prepared for sure, nonetheless.
1: Yes, because we're gonna, we're gonna, in some states they already are. Some cities are already running out of supplies like toilet paper. Um, and you're gonna, we're gonna experience that when people start getting sick around here and it becomes rampage. People are gonna start buying up materials, and there's not gonna be any left. So. If you have, you know, an extra 100 bucks, right now would be the time to go get those things.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks so much.
1: You're welcome. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Once again, thank you to Nicole Lass for being on this episode of Nerd. Don't forget to check us out. The first episode of The Future Collection will be out on April Fool's Day.